Hi, everyone. Jill here, and welcome back to the Live Great Grace podcast. We are so excited to have you here. Today, we chat with social media consultant and business coach, Radha Marlika. What is so special about Radha is she specializes in working with entrepreneurs who are introverted. We have an awesome conversation and dive into what makes people introverted, and if you're an introvert, how you can push yourself out of your comfort zone and own a business for yourself. So introverts, listen up. This podcast is for you. Hi, I'm Jillian Leonard. And I'm Michael Leonard. We're college sweethearts together for nine years and married for four. We have embarked on this journey together in hopes of impacting lives and changing the world one person at a time. And together we're here to bring you practical tips and applications to help you in your everyday life. Whether it be personal growth, finances, marriage, or your overall health, we've got you covered. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode of the Live Great Grace podcast. Hi, Rada. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me. So for people that don't know anything about you, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to this point. Absolutely. Yeah. So hi, everyone. My name is Rada. Nice to meet you. Rada like Prada. That's the easiest way to remember it. Love um, it. Yeah. So, so yeah, I'm an Instagram consultant slash coach, and I am geared towards helping introverted entrepreneurs and business owners really help their light shine, increase their increase their visibility rather, and translate to better sales for them. So, really, all about helping introverts. That's my jam. Awesome. Love that. So, what does introversion mean to you? Maybe you could kind of break that down for some of the listeners. For sure. So introversion to me, basically, it's generally introverts are people who have a lot of depth to them. They have a lot of their inner dialogue going, but they don't really feel the need to voice it as much as extroverts do. So sometimes they're quieter people, a little bit more reserved, but they have a lot going on inside. Another big difference between introverts and extroverts is introverts usually enjoy spending more time alone. They don't necessarily get energized by going out and being in a big group of people, whereas extroverts generally do. Introverts, although they don't like to be in a big group of people, they usually do like to be with one or two of their best friends or family members, and that's how they'll tend to get more energy, and they usually have to recharge their batteries after a social interaction because it is draining. So I want to ask you, uh, when did you first realize that you were an introvert? Because I think a lot of times people think that they're an introvert or extrovert, but they actually end up being the opposite. So when did you realize that you were an introvert? Yeah, great question. So I've known I was an introvert from the time I was probably about six years old. I would say up to age five, I was super extroverted. So I would say hi to everybody in school. I knew everyone's names. I was all about it. And then when I turned six, all of a sudden, I got really shy. And some kids do at that age, but for me, it kind of stuck. (laughs) So uh, I started to get shy, and then I started to want to spend more time alone. I started journaling more and um, just not being able to relate to some of the other kids as much, whereas they were really outgoing, really loquacious, and just fed off the group energy. I more just wanted to spend time on my own or with one or two friends, and so I kind of started to realize that I was different at that time. And I was like, hmm, I kind of want to be with my my journal and all of my stuffed animals. Why isn't everybody else like that? Mm-hmm. 
And that's super interesting because I think that that's very, very cool that you were able at such a young age to be self-aware enough to realize that. And so um, how, how did you go about that process? Cause obviously that was a, a major shift, kind of like you were saying, all the other kids were doing extroverted type of activities. And so how, how did you notice that kind of shift happening for you at such a young age? It was definitely tough to deal with it. I mean, I still had some friends at school that I would hang out with. And then uh, later on, I was I was homeschooled. So from age eight to almost 16, I was homeschooled. Mm-hmm. So that was a different shift as well. And I kind of would hang out with my mom's friends' kids a lot. And since there were a group of us, I think they kind of like included me slash tolerated me (laughs) growing up and kind of like how I was, you know, so I didn't quite fit in with them, but they still included me and stuff. And I kind of had to navigate not being the loud one. And I think a lot of times I would go home and I think this is a big introvert thing. I would go home and think about a thousand and one things I could have said if I made the conversation go a different way or to make people interested in what I was doing. And for some reason I felt like I could never speak up in the moment. And I feel like that's a big difference between general introvert behavior versus extrovert. So yeah, that was kind of tough for me growing up. Not going to (laughs) lie. Cause that was going to actually lead into the next question I was going to ask you is um, what are some things that, uh, obviously we want to touch on the business aspect too, but personally uh, in your personal life that you've had to overcome being an introvert or some things that you notice that people have to overcome being introverts. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, like I was just saying, harder to speak up in those situations. I think if you are trying to go out there and build your community and be more visible in your community, it is more challenging as an introvert and it's harder to make friends. Sometimes it's harder to, you know, make relationships if you're trying to go out there in the dating scene. Um, For me, I just kind of fell into relationships. So that wasn't too hard for me, but with the friend side, that was definitely tough. I know like, Oftentimes I would see people in a group or people I would be around and I'd think, okay, I know I want to be friends with this person, but I don't know how to get from point A to point B without being weird. So I think Mm -hmm. it's like (laughs) trying to get out of my own way in terms of that was a challenge because I always would just have so much going on in my inner world that I would overthink it and I would just make it a big thing when it didn't have to be, you know, so. Yeah, so then how how were you able to overcome or what are some of the things that you were able to do to really start making more friends and getting more social? Absolutely. Yeah. So I did a few different things. Some of it was mindset stuff. So I would have conversations with like my godparents growing up. I remember I had a conversation with my godfather when I was about 14 years old and he I remember we went out to the pool or something and he demonstrated how to ask people questions to have a conversation with someone. Cause I literally didn't know how to do it. And so he was like, this is how you do it. You find something to ask, you ask about them. And then you go from point A to B to C. And I was like, okay, that seems not too hard. I can do that. Um, and then I would start to read more books about it. So there's this book I read that my ex-boyfriend gave me called uh, How to Talk to Anyone. And so I literally read it from cover to cover. And I was like, okay, I'm going to start implementing some of these techniques to kind of let some of my personality out. Whereas before I was afraid to let any of it out because I was told I was weird growing up. And I thought, okay, nobody's going to want to get to know me because I'm just the weird kid, you know, because I'm different. 
So yeah, after implementing those steps, I realized, you know, it's really important to let your light shine out because how else are you going to find other fellow weirdos who are really cool and want to get to know you for you, you know? Yeah, so true. So how, uh, so people listening to this right now, because you took some really great action steps. So you found somebody who could teach you. So your mentor and your godparents, um, you know, you got your hands on a book that was able to kind of help you navigate having those difficult conversations that come naturally for some people, but weren't natural for you. So what is some advice or practical steps that you would give people who are where you were and want to get to where you are now, let's say? Absolutely. Yeah. So I would say if there's somebody within your social circle, family, friend, friend, acquaintance, whatever, who you feel like you can trust and maybe is a little more well-versed in those things that you'd like to learn, not how to fake it like being an introvert, but just some tools that you have for being able to get outside your regular comfort zone, you know, I would say, yeah, it's absolutely paramount that you reach out to someone, try to be vulnerable, tell them what's going on with you, and hopefully they'll, you know, want to help you out and help you grow. And then, there's tons of great books out there. You know, I later on, I started to read a lot of business books. But, you know, there's the book Quiet by Susan Cain, which is an incredible book, excuse me, incredible book for introverts. So I highly recommend reading that and just getting your hands on some things like that, that will really connect you to the roots of who you are, and help you figure out your strengths. Because once you start to change the narrative, and you learn oh, this introversion that I have is actually a strength and not a weakness, as I previously thought, it's really going to start to transform you. And then, yeah, if you can find other mentors, if you can find introverted entrepreneurs like myself, that's why I want to help introverts, Any anything like that that will help you kind of come out of your comfort zone and grow, super important. Mm, I love that. So I wanted to to dive into the business, but I actually just thought of a question that I've actually wondered for a really long time and you just kind of brought it back to the forefront of my memory. So I want to ask you, so when we, we kind of have, you know, the introvert extrovert and you either fall on this side of the fence or that side of the fence, why do you think society always focuses on the positive aspects of extroversion, but the negative aspects of introversion? Yeah, I think, I think sometimes um, with extroverts, since so many of them are so comfortable right off the bat being in the spotlight, I think they're more likely to talk about when they're successful and why they're successful rather than people who are introverted, who kind of don't prefer to be in the spotlight as much. So even when we are successful, we might not be as likely to talk about it, even though we should, you know? And so I think that kind of like maybe unfortunately or indirectly helps perpetuate this stigma that, being an extrovert, being really loud, being competitive is the only way to get ahead in business. And I think like, unfortunately, so there are some business books that are from another generation that don't perpetuate that kind of myth. But I think unfortunately, some other business books still do, Mm -hmm. you know, they say that unless you're super loud, there's no way that you're going to get the sale. And I think that kind of, I would say outdated idea unfortunately carries over from that time luckily now we see a lot of amazing books amazing articles and blogs and youtube videos that really help break us out of that zone and see that it's an old myth and it's not true anymore definitely yeah absolutely so what do you think people get wrong about introverts yeah. So you want to hear from the personal level or from more of a business standpoint? Yeah, or both? Both. yeah let's talk both. Yeah. 
Perfect. So on a personal level, so I follow a lot of introvert meme accounts, right? And (laughs) some of them are very stereotypical. Um, And I think one of the biggest myths is that introverts hate people, which is not true Mm -hmm. at all. I actually really love people. And I think they're very fascinating, particularly if you look at the psychology of why people behave the way that they do. So for me, I would say I don't hate people. I don't like being around large crowds of people. And I get nervous going into a party when I don't know anyone there, because that doesn't sound like fun and exciting for me. It sounds like it's going to be draining and I'm going to have to just cozy up in my house for the next two weeks afterwards, (laughs) just so I could recharge. I would say I love to be around one or two of my favorite people or just be alone. And I think I'm more comfortable being alone maybe than a lot of introverts. I don't think it's better or worse, just different, you know? Mm. Um, So I'd say that's probably the biggest one on a personal level. And on a business level, what we've already been discussing, just thinking that if you are an introvert, there's no way that you can succeed and compete uh, in the business world at all because you're going to be vying for space against other people who are louder than you and hungrier than you and are willing to do things you're not willing to do, which is put on the extrovert mask, right? Mm Because it comes naturally to them. And uh, yeah, I'm here to say that that is absolutely not true. And I would argue that really being yourself, being your authentic self is really what's going to bring your ideal clients to you. And we talked about this recently, but In the changing landscape of social media, it's so amazing because you have direct access to so many of your potential customers and clients. And so shouting from the rooftops isn't going to be the best tactic anymore. And I think that's great. That's so cool. Yeah, we're all for that. Yeah, because (laughs) I think that so often people try to bring, and I know we we were talking about, I think it was yesterday, that people think that they have to bring how they act in the real world onto social media. And so they feel they have to act a certain way in groups of people in the real world. And then they try and translate that to social media, which is a place where you can truly be your authentic self. I mean, you still will be judged on social media and people are judged, but um, ultimately that there's just, there's enough, you know, if we're talking business, there's enough clients for everybody and there's your ideal client out there. So if you're an introvert, there are plenty of introverts that are on social media because it's a lot easier to connect with people because you're not having to have those face-to-face interactions and things of that nature. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And I would take it a step further, just what I was talking about saying that if you aren't clear about who you are, if your personal brand isn't clear and authentic with who you actually are as a person, you're going to confuse your ideal clients and they're probably going to go to someone else because they have no idea what you're about and you seem a little bit like murky with your message, you know? So that's not good for anybody. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Definitely. So what made you decide to start your business and specifically want to really help people who are more introverted in the business, in their business? Yeah, absolutely. So me originally just make a long story short, I was at my nine to five for a while and it was a great job, but I realized that something was missing with me in my life. And I was at the stage in my life where I wanted to invest in myself and invest in starting my own business because I realized no amount of working for other people would fill this kind of void that I felt, you know, Mm, and, uh, and I wanted to have flexibility and travel. And so 
uh, forward to a few months later, I realized, okay, I'm starting to craft my business. And I thought, you know, I know I need to niche down and I'm trying to figure out, you know, which, which niche I want to go after. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, you know, I feel like oftentimes your ideal client to work with is some version of you before a transformation happened. Right. And so thinking about who I am, I'm an introverted entrepreneur. I started to research in the online space and I didn't see that many people who were doing what I did. And I thought, you know what, this is a void that needs to be filled. And I feel like a lot of people might be needing this and not realizing that they need someone to cater to them as introverts. So I thought, what better way to help other people like me shine? So that's why I went after that. That's so cool. And I want to ask you too, as we're transitioning into the business aspect, you obviously had a lot of personal growth as it comes to learning how to have conversations with people, learning to connect with people, reading books and things like that. But now you try, now you transition into the business world. How much of a shift was that from the things that you had say learned in connecting with people on a personal level? Oh, it was a huge shift. Yeah. So even like, even like taking things from the personal to the business world, I had to go through so much greater of a transformation almost because it's like, you're putting yourself out there so much more, not only in terms of personality, but in terms of business. Like, like I would argue, I agree with you with what you said a couple minutes ago about how you're still going to be under scrutiny online, but it is a little different. I would say if you're somebody who um, you just have a personal account, but you have a lot of subscribers or followers online, you're still not going to be under the exact same microscope. That's awesome. And you know what I think a lot of it boils down to is, you know, representation. Like we all want to be able to connect with somebody who looks like us, thinks like us, um, and who we can relate to, excuse me, on a, on a more of an emotional level. So I think that's super smart what you've done, because now you're kind of putting up a beacon and you're saying like, Hey, if you're introverted, I get it. Like we get it. We can help you. I think that that's super smart and that the internet is really this amazing place where it's connecting humans. So I think that if you're different, that should what that should be what makes you stand apart and makes you stand out and translating that to your business is really important because everybody out there needs something. So why not appeal to the person that you can relate to most? Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. So talk about what you think is the biggest thing that either holds introverts back when starting a business, so keeps them from starting their business, or when they start their business that holds them back from growing their business to the heights that they want to grow it. Yeah, yeah, great question. So I think the first thing that probably holds introverts back from starting their business is is two things. One, trying to preserve energy from the social standpoint understanding how much social goes into social media (laughs) and I think on the other side it's like um, trying to figure out how to stand out without you know being loud and all these other things that we're told we should be so I think those are the two biggest components of fear that happen before you decide to start and of course there's all the other stuff that everyone thinks like what will people think of me will I be able to make it etc and then Going on the second way, you were talking about scaling. Was it scaling your business? Yeah, talking the, about how to that kind of keeps, okay. keeps introverts from kind of growing their business to the levels that they, they would like to grow them to. 
Absolutely. I think what ties into that is figuring out how to be vulnerable in a way that resonates with them, with their personal brand online. So having a good balance between personal and educational, because I think the introvert online is more likely to hide behind a beautiful feed and some educational material Mm. and never want to show off their face or any selfies or do video. So like I've talked to a lot of introverts who are super intimidated of getting on video. And so I try to give them a lot of great material and a lot of great encouragement and challenges. And I say, you know, get on video, do like three Instagram stories every week. I know it scares you, but psych yourself up do your rituals, what you need to do, and then do an Instagram live or recorded video on your feed at least once a week. Because video is one of the number one ways to convert people and to really get people to know, like, and trust, you know? And so it's like, you have to be on video. It's just a matter of doing it your way. So I think that's a big thing that holds a lot of introverts back. And so um, how, if, because obviously probably I can't imagine because I'm an extrovert, but I can imagine video being like an introvert's worst nightmare. And so yes. <laughs> um, would you just say, cause I know a lot of people just say, we'll just do it. Like dive right in head first, you know, if skydiving, jump right out of the plane. But you know, obviously for some people, that's just the fear just paralyzes them. What are some other ways that they can kind of gradually work their way towards that? If that is their goal. Yeah, so I would say there's a few different techniques you can do. One technique, this is definitely depending on the introvert, right? So one technique that's really nice to do, it sounds a little hokey, but it's fun. Just take a picture of your best friend or your mom or whoever you're really comfortable talking to and you tape it to your camera or your phone or whatever you're using and you pretend you're talking to them. That's a good idea. I love that idea. (laughs) That's really cute. So, yeah, and that gets you a little more comfortable. And then the other thing I would say is to take pressure off of yourself. Make it a goal to shoot five videos with the intention that no one's ever going to see them. They will never see the light of day. So that way you can practice and get more comfortable on camera. And if you find one that you want to keep, keep that. Like, honestly, the first YouTube video I ever did, I shot with no intention of posting it. I went ahead and posted it. I was like... I have to bite the bullet. It's decent. Let's do it, you know. (laughs) Um, And then other than that, I would say before you're going to post a video, do some positive affirmations. Do a little meditation beforehand. Try to figure out what the heart of the fear is, you know, because there's something behind it. It's not just feeling introverted. I think there's something deeper there that has to be addressed. So figure out how you can address that. I think that's so smart. And that's such a good idea to film a a bunch of videos thinking that, you know, I'm never going to post them. They're never going to see the light of day. And I think what, what you're kind of alluding to as well is that, you know, we all start somewhere. We all start at ground zero, you know, even the best athletes started at one point or another, we all start at zero and to be okay with that and be okay with, maybe not doing your best the first couple times. Maybe, maybe you suck. Like we have definitely sucked going live for me was something very scary. And our first couple lives, we had no sound and it was just really, we were really awkward and very stiff. But the thing is, the more that you practice, obviously the more comfortable you're going to get 
and you'll develop instincts around the area. So I think just having grace with yourself and understanding that it's something new and you just have to give yourself some time and persistence and patience, then, and you'll get better. That's absolutely true. I couldn't agree more. I just thought of like three more quick things. Do we have time for me to We've throw got them out? all the time oh, yeah. in the world. No one's timing us. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. As you were talking, it just reminded me of a couple things. One thing I like to do is I go to somebody's channel on YouTube when I'm feeling a little bit down and I go to someone who's very successful, who has kept all of their original videos up from 10 years ago. And I watch the first videos they ever posted. Oh, so good. And yeah. Right. And it really gives me perspective on, you know what, if I want to be where they are in a few years, I have to start now, like right now, you know, and, um, what were the other things I was going to talk about? That was the main thing. Oh, shoot, it just jumped right out of my head. Maybe it'll come back to me. But, yeah, that's another fun thing that I like to do. Oh, oh, here's another one. I read this from a business book recently, but it was thinking about um, think about where you want to be and what are the consequences of not deciding to be brave and mm-hmm. taking this action. You know, it's like – if I don't get on video and I don't expand with this, maybe I don't reach my goals. And so maybe I have to be able to be brave in this moment to be there, you know? And so maybe if you can have a dialogue with your future self and figure out like, what do they have that I don't have yet? What's the confidence they have? Maybe they've already filmed a hundred of these lives or a hundred of these videos. And so how I'm going to get from point A to point B is to take that action and maybe that'll inspire you to be brave. That's so good. Cause I know a lot of um, people like Brendan Richard and Tom Billy uh, always talk about like, go back and watch cause they leave their videos up and go back and watch their first video and second video. Because I think so often we put people on such a pedestal and we see them on the top of the mountain and we think that they just started up there, but really they had to climb that same mountain that we're climbing right now. And it's just because they've had years of repetition and practice. And so I think that watching that kind of stuff can give people hope who maybe it looks insurmountable to them. Absolutely. Absolutely true. Yeah, you have to realize, I mean, a lot of people like to talk about overnight successes, but you don't see the 10 and 20 years that went into that to become an overnight success (laughs) in the eyes of all their followers, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah, I read a book recently called How to Be an Overnight Success by Maria. I don't remember her last name. I'll have to find it and link it. But um, she had been in business for 10 years. And then, you know, one huge company bought her product and was putting it in stores. And overnight, people were, you know, freaking out and their Instagram grew like crazy. But it was all of those years of effort, all of them all the mistakes, all the no's, all the wrong product that they bought that they had to sell anyway. That is what leads you up there. And I think it goes back to a little bit of comparison because you can't look at someone like a Rachel Hollis and be like, oh, I'm never going to be like her. She's like 17 years into her entrepreneurial journey. So she's had so many failures, so many wins and learned so much. So you can't compare your chapter one or chapter two to chap someone else's chapter 43. And that's something that I always try to remind myself whenever I see some of my idols and I get in that area, like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to get there. I'm never going to be like that. But it's like, no, I'm just starting a little bit farther behind. She just got me a head start on me, but that's all. That's okay. I'll get there too. 
It's so true. It's so important to have that perspective. That mindset is really, really important. Yeah. And I think, I think it's so easy to get into the comparison game, particularly because of how immediate everything looks to us on social media. So it's so important. A lot of people get in their heads about comparing themselves to all these industry leaders. And to that, I say, you know what? If you need to mute them for a little bit while you do your own thing, while you focus on your content creation, you can come back and unmute them and go back to getting inspired by them and interacting. But do what you need to do to be on your track because this is all about your journey and comparisons just going to rob that from you. you know? Yeah, we're big proponents of anything like comparison or negative talk or gossiping or anything like in that realm of things has a 0% return on investment. And so all of that energy and focus that, you know, a person is putting into comparing or things like that is keeping you from doing the work that you should be doing to grow your business forward. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you can't control uh, people's response to your business. So obviously, we're business coaches, whether a client wants to work with us or not. All we can control is that we put in the effort every single day and that that compounds over time and that the results will show up. Absolutely. Yeah. You can't focus on your own growth at all if you're focused on these things that don't matter. So couldn't agree with that more. So I wanted to ask you another question, and that was relating to, um, you know, if I'm an introvert and I work with you and, um, you know, I, I come in and I, I, I don't really have great conversational skills because, like you said, maybe I've got my one or two close friends. Um, you know, I'm wanting to start a business. Um, where do you start with me? Yeah. So if that's your main point that we're main pain point that we're going to be focusing on, then we want to tackle that first. I would first start to ask you some questions about what prompts this kind of going on within yourself. Is it a fear of discussing certain topics? Kind of get to the heart of what you're experiencing and that you have a harder time with conversations and then figure out, is it more of a personal thing? Is it more of a business thing? Kind of dig deeper. So once we figure that out, then there's a lot of tools that I have in my toolkit to kind of give you a little push. And I feel like it's really useful to have really loose scripts when you're first dealing with people. So obviously you don't want to sound like a robot when you're on the phone with people or in the DMs or whatever. But if it helps to have some loose scripts that you can go off of and kind of make them your own while you're just getting established as a beginner and starting to hone those conversational skills and I'd say start out in a way that's less threatening to you so if you have a hard time being on the phone we're going to start with being in the dms and being on email which I know personally is a lot easier for me as an introvert because I'm not in real time so Mm -hmm. it's not as (laughs) (laughs) nerve-wracking so kind of like working our way up from that and then figuring out what solution is going to work for them based on their specific problem and their personality as well Mm. So good. So last question. Um, what's some advice that you would give to anyone who's listening right now who identifies themselves as introverted and they want to start a business or they've got a big dream and but they're sort of plagued by fear? What would you tell them? Yeah, I would say that there's absolutely room for you at the table and there's absolutely space in the marketplace and the online marketplace. It may seem like it's saturated. It may seem like it's hard to find your tribe, but they're definitely out there. If you put yourself out there, 
And I would say just encourage them to learn more about what their strengths are. I think that's super important. So like I said, reading books about introverts that will get you more in tune with who you are. Uh, I'm a big fan of the Myers-Briggs personality test. So I think the one, the last one I took was maybe called 16 personalities. And so it's really going to highlight in your personal life and in business, really all your strengths and weaknesses. So you can work on those and figure out, okay, where do I need to grow? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And figure out how to translate that to your business. And then from that point, then you can start to read business books and get more confident. Of course, at some point, get a mentor, get a coach, someone who's already been there. That's going to be super helpful for you. And just jump into it. And I think the biggest thing to keep in mind before you start a business is that action is going to be your biggest teacher. And it's easy for someone like me to get into my own head about it. And I think it is for most people who are introverted. So I'd say do a short period of research and preparation and then just jump in. Oh, that was so Love good. It. All right. So if people want to work with you, where can they find you? Yes. yes, please come say hello on Instagram. It's my favorite, favorite platform, radhamaharlika.co. That's how you can find me on there. Please shoot me a direct message, comment on my posts. I love it. I'm on YouTube as well if you want to come say hi, but I love to have those conversations. And if you have any challenges or anything like that, I love to help people with that. So don't be shy, even if you are an introvert. (laughs) And you probably will be shy, but feel free to message me, even if all you know how to say is hi. Awesome. Thank you so much again for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for your time and wisdom. I think this is really going to be very special for some of our listeners. Absolutely. Thank you so much for interviewing me.